Dylan gets it. The music's a banger. Hello, everybody, yeah, and welcome to Enter the Matrix, episode two. This is Team Germany, or Deutschland, or whatever you want to call it. Probably Germany, because it'll make more sense to people. Uh, and it's what is on his hat. So, yeah. Uh, I am your not-regular host, Ennis. I'm joined by Tiffus, as always, the captain of Team Poland, who will be actually doing the hosting this episode. I'm just doing the intro because I know what the intro is. Uh, Anthony, unfortunately, is not was not available this week, and we had already scheduled Lim in, so we're going to be running with me as the host this week, which means I've been on more of his show than he has. Let's rub that in his face. Good luck. Um, this is a bonus episode, which means it's going out to all of our patrons on the Friday. So this will probably, I'll probably put this up tonight because, uh, yeah, that, it's Friday today. Uh, and for everybody else, if you're not a patron, this will be coming out in two weeks' time. That will be quick maths, the 28th of October. Uh, if you want to see these two weeks early, check them out on check us out on Patreon.com/statcheck. How are you guys doing? Brilliant. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm, I'm good. It could be better, but. <laughs> I mean, I could be not living in Poland, then it would surely be better. But that's not really related to like my daily daily job and shit. So <clears throat> that that's fair. Um, Lem, would you like to introduce yourself as a member of Team Germany? Yes. So um, my real name is Calvin. I run in the internet by the name uh, Lim. Um, I'm currently the captain for Team Germany in the 40k. Uh, department and uh, this uh, this year's WTC was my first WTC and also my first WTC as a captain. Yeah, uh, I think all the random the, the random informations like hobbies, 40k, uh, they are all <laughs> not interesting enough. Yeah, and how did you like it? Like before, because the point of the show to give you an idea, like mm -hmm. we've done previously with Innes as the first. <clears throat> how do you call it i'm i'm lost for words episode. in english episode first thank you thank you our first guest was ines which isn't really a guest in this whole series and whole then he took over the show man from zero to hero <laughs> i really enjoyed it <laughs> uh actually i i've got like feedback from my my polish team as well that they enjoyed it the only thing that they had against it is that actually your english ines is so hard to understand when they play podcast in 1.5 speed yeah, they couldn't do, <laughs> do it. not recommend listening to me in <laughs> they couldn't do it one time speed so uh, if you're if you have issue troubles with understanding in as normally do not play this at 1.5 speed that's what that's what i got from my team uh so <laughs> yeah anyway we we are good at getting into off topics um what i was trying to say is that basically this show was the idea of me and anthony to actually interview people how they approach the event itself as a captain and how different it can be amongst the different countries like you will have different approach different players you will have different goal in mind so how did you like being a captain after all because for you surely it was stressful i remember us talking on discord previously like just before the event and you had some questions like you wanted to exchange shirts three months before the event already so <laughs> gotta make sure you get something out of it right well um, have you yes <laughs> um so i i think personally um before the event the pressure was quite high because the expectations in Germany were um, high all the time. Although Poland and uh, Germany have the history of always performing in some way. So um, 
there hasn't been any ETC that Germany didn't fight um, Poland and every time they were going for first place. Um, the last WTC or ETC um, 2019 Germany was ninth place. Um, and my, my personal goal was first get to top five and top three is absolutely realistic is what I thought, um, looking at the player, the roster, the armies, the, the current matter, how Germany understands the matter and how other countries um, see the matter. And we were like feeling a little bit ahead, um, so to say. And um, if we would get top five, I would be happy. I know the community would still say, hey, you're Germany, you should be more up there. So there's a certain expectation that people have. Um, also, I wasn't only talking to you. I was, I was actually talking to Ines as well uh, a couple of times before the um, WTC. I talked to Spain, Draven. Shout out, he's a really really nice guy. Um, a lot of contact to Epsi because he's some kind of a veteran, and there are not many people. And then I tried to call every captain in Germany that has been previously at the ETC, and just wanted to make sure I've got everything written down, what uh, what a captain should do and what he shouldn't do, and, <laughs> um, and then make my own picture. So how to approach at the event. And one of the um, advices I got was, so there is a captain's meeting and Germany should never raise their hand. <laughs> how Germany should do it is get some friends Tell them about your idea and let the friends propose in the in the big round. And you've done it. I was it. like, all right. So first morning, captain's meeting, Lim <laughs> raised the arm and I had like three, four questions. And um, but I, I tried to to break the ice with everyone. And um, I remember you've run those ideas beforehand with me and some other people as well. Like you made yes. sure that your idea actually had some merit and other people would back you up so mm -hmm. yeah i didn't want to be the clown that just um proposes something and then everyone is like what the hell is he doing it's already addressed or something that nobody else cares about yes especially right. when you're unknown right when it's your first time at yes. the event itself mm -hmm. and and i mean to fill out the the i call them german shoes they are quite big so as, as well as uh, Polish expectations, they are really, really high, I could imagine. Because um, winning the event or placing so many events so well isn't, isn't uh, easy. So there's so much prep that has to go in there, so much hard time, so much money and everything. And people on the outside only see, oh, you're doing good. You, sh you should do the same result next year. And this expectation was um, was like hanging over my shoulder until I ran into Sean Naden. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know how how many uh, <laughs> of his vocabulary I can I can do on this show, but um, he said just f the world, <laughs> just um, have fun at the event. And um, uh, talking so, to so many players helped a lot. Yeah, you, you surely are like stressed at first. And having said that, um, I remember 
us having conversation, and maybe I had more conversation about this with Fred, you guys changed your approach to choosing the team significantly coming back to 2019 and later, right? Because yeah. Germany had an awful rep for a reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, they weren't the most pleasant team to play against usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys wanted to change, which I can rightfully say that you did. And we loved playing against you guys. But what was the whole choosing the players formula for you guys? How, how did you guys do it? What, what was the approach? So the, it kind of connected um, choosing player and how to approach um, how we are seen or how the how Germany is seen on the event. Um, I just heard rumors about past German teams. I didn't experience it. Um, I just wanted to make sure to to just do the opposite of the stories that have been told. So I can't confirm of them. I can't imagine every player from all the past German teams have been bad in some kind of way. I know Germany is really strict on rules and sometimes can be a pain in the ass to play against if you just want to have fun as regular base in Germany if you want to play for the K. Um, choosing the players, we kind of adapt your system, to be honest. In Poland, I think there is also a, something similar to a council that chooses the players, right? Um, So Fred was the interims captain 2020 and then they didn't go. So he kept the title till 2022 and he searched for two more high competitive players and then also someone who was just known in the community. Um, that, That was me because I run a YouTube channel and I just... I'm always in the community. I want to make sure everyone is happy. Everyone is like have every information and s- stuff like that. And what I thought was the, the processes in the past have been really um, been like an inner circle or something behind behind blinds. So you couldn't you couldn't know get to know the process. What is what is going on? How can you get into the team? What do you have to do? What is expected from you? So we formed this council out of four people and then we had uh, practice games. We had um, every, everyone could apply. So we did shout outs on YouTube, Instagram, discords everywhere. Hey, if you want to play for Team Germany, just apply here, click, click, join this discord server and uh, we will see. Then we had sparings against you guys as well and uh, against Spain against Ireland. We even had Germany versus Germany. Then we had against uh, Holland, uh, Netherlands. And um, we had like 50 applicants. At the end of the day, yeah, they all wanted to join. And like every couple of days or every couple of weeks, we had to kick someone down. And uh, all the four four people in the council have a vote. and then finally we went down to like a top 10 and it it was so hard removing some people from the top 20 because i mean there were guys in there that won the wtc not even once but twice or three times in a row you mean like Um, simon right 
Well, Simon didn't apply because Simon stopped playing 40k at that time. He just oh, okay. recently started again. I think he's really hungry because he's uh, training a lot with one of my colleagues. And uh, I will see him in two weeks uh, on a, or in three weeks on a tournament in Hamburg. Um, looking forward to that. And uh, but Caillou, for example, he was in the mm -hmm. team, or David Chomansky, Deathbred. I mean, he's mm -hmm. one of the back-to-back -back champions uh, from Team Germany, and he also um, did the same as Liam did uh, this year. Won the singles event, and after that, get the trophy for the team event. Um, and we let these players at home. <laughs> that's that's crazy how how stacked actually the applicants were. And the end of the day, some decisions were made out of the gut. So I said, okay, we just think we should go with this person because some choices were actually team based. You know, so I don't want to say not to have a troublemaker, but to have uh, more of a functioning um, environment within the team. So, you know, everyone is cool with each other you yeah, don't have you, to be you best win as a team you lose at it as a team absolutely absolutely yeah so the process it, it was really hard and we had hundreds of hours analyzing games i personally watched like 30 hours a week people playing games and uh, rated them um, and you mean tts i i assume like yeah tts I think and most real life this... as well I think most of this was actually enabled by TTS. I don't think yeah. if you agree with me, well, in Poland yes, without TTS, we wouldn't have gone so far. Yeah, there's no um, way you can watch yeah. 30 hours of real 40k games. People yeah. aren't going to sit and record 30 hours no, of no, no, no. games. No, no. Yeah, it, it was it was based on TTS. And then on the weekends, I run a program. It's called Rent a Judge. So you can rent me to come to your tournament and be a judge. And I had a lot of chances to watch people playing there, uh, which I makes get me, you. <laughs> yeah. And that is pretty, pretty cool um, to, to have that opportunity to drive through Germany and attend that these tournaments not paying a dime and enjoying your hobby. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was that was the process finally cut down to the top eight. And we still had like if, if four of us got Corona, no problem. Fill it up with the next four. So, so many, so many players, and they were all of them were so good. It's crazy. I envy you. I really and, and, and me. Much, so. <laughs> yeah, I I had to learn every army list, <laughs> and I hated the GC the most. <laughs> yeah, learning that in one day must must be fun, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, had weeks uh, in, in the boot camps uh, to learn the armies. So you, you had a kind of similar situation as I did, I assume. Like oh, yes. You were, non, you were a non-playing captain. So yes. whenever you had a boot camp, etc., you would just take any army and no one played. Um, most of the time at the boot camp, I wasn't playing. Um, okay. I was I was actually analyzing and analyzing the, the, the score sheets or uh, most of the time... I told players who to play and on mm -hmm. what mission and who has to start so we can figure out the weaknesses. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to have our best list smash people all day long. I want to have our best list getting smashed so we know where we are not allowed to put him. 
So he needs to know all the maps. He needs to know all the weaknesses to get as many 20-0 scores as we can. Um, and then, because I'm a dedicated sisters player, I provide a sisters. And, um, and you shit-talked every... Manu's list. Yes, I did. Because I, was... I love your money. I still think the list is shit. For getting chainsaws, how can you? Um, yeah. <laughs> It's just a no-go. That tells me you're not a sisters player if you don't click the damn chainsaws on your. I, I add, I added them to all my to my sisters players list. I had to yeah. go through and be like, "Yep, yeah, so you remember your sister, you remember your chainsaw and all your squads. <laughs> It'll come up once and you'll be happy." Yes, it, it doesn't make any difference how the list performs. It's just like not having airbags in a car still arriving safe at the place. You know, <laughs> I don't need them. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, no, I I play Sisters since they came out. I love Sisters. I know everything about them. So I um, could put down John's list. Um, no, not John's list. But John wrote the list, I think, uh, uh, for Mark. No, who, who played Sisters on USA? Was it Mark? No, 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 Mark was Necrons. Uh, uh, he was. Uh, Canella I was Turner. I know how this guy looks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pete, whatever you say. Anyway, and and, and uh, they didn't have Celestine, so I adapted to that list. Then I played Manny's list, and Manny had no banner, no Zephyrin banner, and I had to adjust every time. Like, why wouldn't you have any rerolls for charges in your army? Um, but anyway, enough of the rant of of these lists. Um, so that was my main job at the at the boot camps, making sure. And also, I want to have uh, for the future, every captain from now on, I hope that this will go on, has to be non-playing. Yeah. I because... cannot imagine a playing captain anymore in no. this event. No. There is it's so much going so on. Much I mean, happening. You have to take care of the players as well. At, as a captain, I made sure everyone has something to eat. Everyone has something to drink. Because they have to focus on playing the game. Yeah, that, that was my biggest point that I was sad about that I actually had to play at this year's event that I couldn't take care of all those new new faces and basically ease them into the whole system at the event yes so it's a, it's, it's a thing now <clears throat> coming back to you actually choosing the team there is one thing that I want to ask when did you actually start like choosing the team you said that you had 50 applicants so when did you ask for them so how long was like the whole process? That's what I'm basically asking about. So I don't I don't want to get anything wrong. Um, but I think we started uh, around February. Yeah. So I think yeah, we started February announcing how that you can you can join. Actually on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good present. 50 applications. Cool. <laughs> and um, you take that, Ines, as a birthday gift. I'm, sure. I'm on ten. I'm on ten right now. So yeah, I'd take fifty. <laughs> yeah, and and then people could just apply. And um, with some people, we had talks because we. It's all. It, it always feels bad if you know someone. <laughs> someone sucks, and you're like. <laughs> Dude. You really shouldn't be applying. Yeah, dude, come on, <laughs> get some gains. Um, yeah, but uh, some of them you, you just have a talk, or you have a game with them, and you just demolish them, 
and uh, but in a kind way, and then tell them, hey, maybe maybe next year or something like that. But these people, they evolved a lot and helped us uh, to practice. So we now have a Discord um, with only top players. And they all the time can play against each other. Like, hey, I got a new list. Hey, no mucking around. Let's get on a server 20 minutes, first round, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you win. Let's do it again. Really, really nice uh, having that. And that's um, what the process also... Um, provided so after having all these top players on a discord um, they found out like wow okay if i want to have a strong opponent this is the way to go like just right here in a channel who wants to practice so so you could say that the whole process even strengthened your community at all right like you've got way more good players and some of them got upskilled because of it yes for for that reason yes I think if we wouldn't have performed as we did at the WTC, we would have um, actually hurt in the community, I think, with the way we approached because we changed a little, little bit the system, not taking the top one to eight and let's go to the WTC because they're the top ranked players. So we obviously, this is the best team you can get, which is... In my eyes, not the best way to approach um, a team building. Yeah, but if you do that and then you don't get the results, the community then looks at it and goes, "Well, maybe you should have done this. You could have done this better, yeah. better, better." Yeah, and then yeah, that ends you up were with... kind of nepotical in your choices of players, etc. We had that previously in Poland when we didn't perform, and by didn't perform, I mean fifth place. So, yes. Wow, what a terrible, horrible! What a I want I want to throw up if I hear something like that, because we we got called out before we even left. Why did we choose that guy? And I was so furious. I'm like, dude, this is not how you support your team. Yes. If if you do that before we even drive there, you are just toxic. Get out of the community, please. So so for example. So, for example, in Poland, I actually wrote on our Discord that anyone who would be shit-talking our team on, like, Facebook or Discord, I asked the admins to actually ban them. Mm. <laughs> and it actually worked because whenever some of us couldn't resist and would go onto Discord in the evening or morning or between games, and if they see only support and everyone sh showing screens uh, or like photos from Dragon Ball Z when they are gathering the power yeah. for the others. Like Genki Dama, come on, you yes, can, you can say yeah. it. Yes, okay. Yes. So <laughs> then, then you feel like there is a bunch of people that you play tested with that want you to perform, and it's mm. a great feeling. Yes. Yeah. I uh, personally, as captain, I got a lot of messages um, to my phone uh, while I was at the event, especially after the first day. Um, but on the other hand, I really got some disturbing messages after losing to you. Um, um, so we lost uh, one to seven in games. First, we thought zero to eight. And then I got messages because I, I didn't have, uh, I think Fred got his game. Yeah, um, he played me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously. Uh, so he so got that one easily. He got the easiest one. <laughs> <laughs> he had yeah, one, one free win. Um so I got messages like, never in the past has Germany lost that bad. You should be ashamed. And I'm like, 
I I want to go home. <laughs> what, what the what the fuck are you writing to me? Like, how can you be serious? And uh, I I talk to to other people about this, and um, and I they were like talking about about it. I you. think we talked about it as yeah, well, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, and and everyone was like, "What the hell?" And so we we well, I took this energy and transformed it into let's fuck up Belgium. <laughs> Belgium, man. <laughs> we not enough. No. I'll take it. I'll take it. Anyone you could fuck up, I'll take it. Belgium United. Here we yeah. go. It worked. So thanks for the messages out there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and generally, that was the topic about how we choose the team. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I assume that we'll diverge into different topics. The, but... Yeah. The topic is a flow. You just you go with yeah, it until yeah. it stops being interesting. There is there That's is right. no there is nothing other than that. And by mm. the way, do you expect to change anything going forward with how you choose the team? Do you want to start earlier or do you still want to start on your birthday? <laughs> well, it would be a surprise, right? No, I wanted to I actually really wanted to ch- uh, already choose the team and i ran into a lot of um defense so what i wanted to do is start the process of the council building so only only the council not even the players um at the first of september why because i think we need a wtc year starting from the first of uh, september to the 31st of august that's what we do yeah, same here. Mm. Mm. Good. Well, we are a bit slower, and as our uh, Angela Merkel says, "Internet is Neuland." <laughs> um, we just take a little bit longer. Um, and what I wanted to do is, yeah, get the council done. And they were like, "No, you can't do that. There's still so many big tournaments. You have to let them in." And I'm like, "Well, if if we let them in for next year, it wouldn't." do you know there, there has to be a point where it can change it when when is the perfect point to change it if i do it next year in february they would say wait i wanted to have the past tournaments in the future year blah 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 so they won't there will never be the perfect timing for that yeah. um now i will do the cut at the um uh i don't know if i can say it but I, I won't do the cut. Uh, yeah, let me phrase it that way. I won't do the cut um, to the 31st of December because that is way too long. I don't want to wait that long and start the process because now I'm the captain. Literally, I could do what I want, which no captain in the world should do. Um, and I don't want to do anything by myself because then it's only me making any decision and that's just selfish so i am making the cut at the first of december so any tournament past that uh doesn't count so we have a german team ranking that is on uh, wh uh, 40k.de and in that it says who's right now in the first and second position and whoever is in these two positions will be automatically in the council with me so this is how the how, how the process is. The first and second place of the yearly rank, ranking 
Um, and that ranking should be closed earlier. It should be closed yeah. 31st of August, in my opinion. Because after that, you can attend still the big tournaments and be in the council for next year. Super. Yeah, right now, that I, I think there's a thing if you choose the council after the WTC, if some of the best players basically sacrifice their own results on those events to play a lesser known army or worse army in terms of WTC, they mm -hmm. wouldn't perform as well, so they wouldn't get top two. Yes. So, do do you think that might be an actual actually an issue, or it's no. non-existent? Absolutely in, not. Non because in if, okay. if if I go into the into the list, so first place is Matthias. He wasn't at the WTC team this year. Second is Caillou. Everyone knows Caillou. Third is Bell. He played Sisters this year. Third is Arne. Uh, he played for Belgium. Fifth is Liam. He played for Belgium. Sixth is Jan Vajovis. He is a known WTC player. He's a veteran as well. He's an absolute veteran. He's a beast. Seventh is Fritz. He played this year. Veteran as well. Yep. Eighth is Mich Micha 13, who played our tournaments this year. So, and I, I can go on and on and on. Don't want to make it boring. But what this tells me is they play the WTC and still perform. Okay. Just, you just need to make sure that Arne and Liam are in top two. Why? Because they cannot play in your team now. They, they can. In, no, they played in Belgium. So As a mercenary the... for the first year. So they can go back for their... Is national Liam not thing. Belgian? I don't think Arne is German. <laughs> no, Lee, I know Arne. I thought Liam. No, was no, Liam, Liam can't. Yeah, be I, I, I don't think it works that way. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I think the rule is for eligibility now. You have to have not played for another country's team now. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Was that rule for Nick? Probably. Yeah, it's because yeah. of uh, Nikolas Nanavatovsky, very known oh. lord, lord mm. from Great Britain. He owns a lot of land there. <laughs> He's a shepherd, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, no, they will. They will uh, be deducted, of course. But also, this is only the position for the council. You're not okay. automatically in the team. So yeah, Anna and Liam could like be in the council. Of interest, right? <laughs> um, no, no, yes. I think you should they pick the garbage out, players. They could <laughs> outvote you, man. Yes, but um, after that. Um, after the council is there, I want to discuss with the council a new kind of, um, what do you call it, way to, um, to, to pick the players. Such so, process, yeah, yeah the, the actual process to make it more um, transparent for people out there. The first four players will be voted by the first three in the council. Obviously, if they aren't dog shit, the place two and one will vote for themselves. Then only have to have my approval because it has to be a three to zero vote to be in the team for the first four players. So then we are uh, three, uh, two players and me, and then we vote for the next two. So that would be member three and four. They have to be in the top 12 of the ranking. The, this just they have to the next two will be voted by five people so spot one two three four and me and they have to be the next two persons have to be in the top 
27. Why, why always two more than 10 or 25? Is because first and second are obviously the council, so you just drop two. It's for the inner monk. Um, and then all of them together with me um, will vote for one more person that is in the top 50. Because, you know, there, there are some, like, would you take Simon Erding on your team? Well. You would. It depends which Simon. The, yeah. You guys the, want to, like, the, do a, a brief explainer on who Simon is, because you mentioned him a couple of times. Well, Simon Braindead is one of the best players Germany has ever seen. And also the WTC. He's friends with Neil and Tom. Um, I think they went together to university. Private stuff. I have no yeah, idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. And they lived he, in a flat together, from what I recall. In England, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And um, he played a lot of times for the WTC, and he is just bonkers when it comes to 40K. So he's, he's a genius. And um, he, he's known by nearly every team, except for Scotland, of course. And, I know who but... he is, but the viewers won't. Ah, all right, okay. <laughs> um, no, but this isn't for the three of us. This is for yeah. everyone else. Uh, it it feels like we're just having a trash talk conversation. It's really, really nice. <laughs> and, I think um, that's the point. Yeah, it, it, it is. Be, but I would be. also like like more than four people to be able to watch this. I don't want this to just be for <laughs> Neil, Tom, Ishik, and you know Josh. Oh Robert yeah, Ishik's like, like oh yeah, having popcorn. <laughs> yeah, right. No, so basically, he's just a brilliant player. Um, everyone can be happy to have him as a skilled player on the team. Um, and if he would not play any tournament in Germany except for one, and maybe wins that one and gets a couple of points because we have a, a graph like the ITC has. Um, and he would just get with one or two tournaments into the top 50. He could still be voted by the whole team. Hey, we want to have that dude. Get him in. But also the eighth player will be a wild card pick uh, from the captain. So this year it would be me uh, to make sure there are outstanding talents um maybe my little brother wants to join i could pick him no obviously not but um simon oiding wouldn't play any tournament and but he says he absolutely wants to and all of the others say yes we want to as well and we should stop talking about him and just name him frank joe smith so the, yeah joe Nick smith <laughs> no what's the what's the uh, american word if they take a random person john doe, john doe um yeah. Yeah, so we take a John Doe, and everyone knows he is brilliant. And he maybe he runs tournaments, and he plays a lot, but not on tournaments. And he says, yeah, I want to join. Is that possible? And everyone in the team is like, yeah. So the captain can vote him in. But also, there's a security um, trigger that the team can um, pull. So if I would say, yeah, um, uh, eight player is going to be my small brother. We're taking him. And he's like, Duh. Uh, the team can say with a six to two voting, <laughs> no. And then I can't pick him. And then I have to pick a new one. So they can just veto the vote. Yeah, which but is with a strong majority vote. But, pardon? Yeah, but it would need to be... With, uh, 
it would they be would the best majority. majority vote. How does that yeah. work with if it's six two with there's only seven players plus? There's seven two. players in the captain, so oh, it's five two. Sorry, five, five two. two. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's yeah. slightly better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like six two. Well, if I vote against me, well, I'm one of the two. <laughs> obviously, yeah, six six one. Obviously, <laughs> no, it's five two, which I find uh, quite fair. Um, if five if five people say, hey, we don't want him, that should be clear enough. Should yeah. be more, but it shouldn't be less or not too something like four know, or man. three. If one, person, is... if one person says they don't want you on my team, I'm going to start looking at you. But if if one person says uh, they don't want to, then it's probably biased. If two people say it, probably not. If two people say it, it's like have a conversation with them and the guy. Yeah. If yeah. four people say it, it's like. All right, we're we're gonna look at this. We're not taking him, right? Yeah. So so, and that that's only so the last ten minutes I explained is just um something I want to implement because right now it's not existing. Well, that's very similar to what we run now, which I don't know. You can look at our results and tell us it's garbage, so that's fine. (laughs) Uh, But in terms of getting a cohesive team, it does it does a good job. But you don't have fifty applicants. No, we have thirty thirty odd. Uh, yeah, but I think like the system is kind of similar to what we have in Poland, but in Poland we have bigger authority in like the council, so the free free men actually choose the whole team. But mm-hmm. it can be seen as we have too much power as well, which I can get behind. Yeah, on a scale from full democracy to America, the we're all somewhere <laughs> on the spectrum, right? So why didn't you take the east? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in any politics and podcasts and shit. Oh, you don't have to. It's my podcast. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Um, okay, but um, you mentioned early one thing that I'm actually curious about that we encountered as a problem when we were doing bootcamps. You said that you had like top players that were supposed to smash, that they had the hitter armies that were supposed to bring you points, and that they played against a problematic armies for them. Did you see actually an issue with their approach to this? Because if someone has an ego, playing only bad matchups when they lose can be actually detrimental to their approach. <laughs> oh. um, so if, if I get that right, people with a smashing army can don't want to take mismatches. No, what I'm trying to say, let's say you play 10 test games over two bootcamps. Yes, and you play two uh, two good matchups, and then eight bad matchups in a row. Yes. It can get into your head if you don't have correct approach to this. Yes. So, did you like encounter any issues with that, or was your yes team... with one person, and we didn't take him. Fair. So it's something that you need to prepare for. WTC, yes. After the think... submission, mm-hmm. your army might be shit. Like, yes, I was playing that army. <laughs> and you need to be prepared to be gets to get smacked. Yeah, end of the day, the Drakari thing could have been something else. But in the end of the day, the two f- uh, nations that took Drakari went second and third, uh, and and one won. So top three all had Drakari. Oh yeah, and like nineteenth, we had them too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think um, 
it was it was a bad a really bad choice in that regards it's just something when you look back now you can say oh well but like this would have been better in that slot yeah or whatever yeah it's a benefit of hindsight like we could have just taken Alex Harris's list and replaced him, put the knights down, kick the Drakari, and have a monkey playing the knights. It's just yeah, right. probably okay. would get in time, not like Fred. So there is a difference. Moving only five models, though. <laughs> yeah, helps might him have... a lot. <laughs> not not like any warning. Fred out, when Fred whips out the calipers, like you know, the the, the, the his knights. Not it's like funny. You, you both, more. you both, <laughs> you both played Fred. <laughs> yes, and Fred is lovely. <laughs> he is. Slow he absolutely hell. is. He is slow as hell. So there, there, there was. Um, Fred got a warning for playing slow, as well. So one of my uh, tasks was to kick every uh, judge that's coming near Fred's table out of to hey hey I think table three wants something from you yeah that's yeah, why yeah. I just tabled him except the void raven it was fine he didn't have time to time out yeah I did like his list before Nephilim his list was super strong and Nephilim actually killed Ardukari that that was really sad because he smashed unnerved turnits which surprises and even our mortal wound list with which was just ugh, no one wanted to play that shit and um so the the player who who we actually gave really hard mismatches is a young guy called hasho and he's a thousand suns player he is one of the guys I've never met someone who has this precise micromanagement with models like him. And he's really, really young. And he has never attended a ETC or something similar. He has been now maybe in the tournament scene for one, maybe two years. And he is training every week with Matthias Bell, uh, Bellman, who played our craft world. And in one boot camp, we set him up against every mismatch you can imagine and he got stomped and that went into his head which wasn't the reason why he um wasn't picked because looking back i would love to have him at the tournament uh, i would love to have his army at the tournament as well but as always you only can take eight people and decisions have to be made um but yeah so that was the only incidents we we ran into um that someone because everyone else was so i mean you know fred he's super calm if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't get stressed or something he is super analytical at his table um it's really hard you, you can make fun of him and then he starts laughing um if you know that as an opponent go for it um <laughs> um and all the others like Nearly everyone was a veteran, except for our Death Guard player and our GC player. And our Death Guard player, jeez, he lost one match against Craft World and, and drawed Liam. the other and killed and all the others. Yes. And then he smashed Spain 17 to 3, Craft World, uh, or 16 4, and he smashed. Uh, Sweden, Harlequins, he, he, he just dumped them uh, crazy. 
Now, he was really good. And our GC player, he was he, he is a really, really good player. And his advantage also was he's an experienced tournament player. He's really calm. He's a how would you say? He's he's just a grown grown up man, you know. So calm he, and collected. Yeah, he's calm and collected. He's experienced. So no matter how many mismatches he has, he took his WTC list and went to single tournaments and just got demolished because of terrain. And his list was specifically built for the WTC terrain and the um, army list. And of course, um, ban and pick. And in a singles tournament, you don't have that. But we know, put him up against Sean Dane's Blood Angel, fuck him up. <laughs> Worked. So we knew where to put him in and how to how to get the wins out of it. And yeah. So I, I, every, everyone I, on the team was really calm, yeah. I think this whole conversation about play, players and armies can easily segue into my next question that I had, which is how do you actually choose your armies? Like I, oh, we just flip I, a coin. No. Fair. No. You, you get the third guy. So I knew we were like, similar. Don't tell this to don't tell this to Americans. They will get angry. They might have gotten top podium if they did that. Anyway, uh, what I was trying to say is that in Poland we, for example, anticipate what armies would be present in the meta and what to counter. Some armies, yes. some teams choose what would be top eight. And some teams just do not have Silent King in their country, so they do not choose Necrons, so... Well, then, sorry, Iceland. Get a 3D printer or something. <laughs> <laughs> no idea we are um, but, um, How do we choose armies? I think we chose them not only by the army strength, but also by the player's strength. So Fred is a really good Rakari player, to take him as an example. Um, all the other armies he played were either already occupied or they were garbage, like orcs. Sorry, Netherlands, but orcs are garbage. Um, the, the poor bastards had their net player dropped the week before <laughs> the tournament and replaced him with orcs. Man, it's not, not a good trade. No, that, no. That's, I was no. so rooting for them to take on USA, and then I looked at the roster and they got orcs, and I'm like, oh yes. no. And then they got nits, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> um, we, we also, so I think our composition looking back was a, was a little bit garbage because first we had like, okay, who's going to be how do you call them in England? Um, defenders? Oh, the yeah. Attackers, no. The first one you put down who gets map choice is the defender? Defender, yes. Yeah. So in Germany we call them Steller and that means uh, and, and the, <laughs> I've experienced that Germany is taking a completely different approach how to do the pairing and I think we're quite good as, uh, on pairing except against you. Um, which I don't know what went wrong there. But I know what. Yeah. You chose Harleys for your craft words. I, do, I, I think I don't want to open up that Pandora. Right. But replaying that match, we would win. Only that match. Oh, oh boy. Mm -hmm. I don't think you would. We loaded it, we loaded it up in TDS. But have you chosen actually a decent Harley player? Oh, no. No, uh, yeah, just well, let, let the AI play. <laughs> well, that's actually fair with Harleys in that matchup. 
Um, yeah, so it, it wasn't it wasn't the um, Harlequin pick that we had. It was it was uh, the player, which uh, Paulo can be really really proud of because um, I think he also stomped two others. He's uh, was it USA and uh, one more. Can't remember. But your Harlequin player stomped two other. Yeah, he stomped the Broadchester and Australian yes. guy as well. Right, yeah. Um, but other than that, I think our pairing process was really good, thanks to David Shemansky, Death Red. Um, and we we had a bad composition because we were like, first of all, yeah, you're going to be a defender. Okay, cool. Yeah, and you're going to be second defender. Yeah, nice. Nephilim drops. I'm like, Okay, I don't need to be any more defender. I can just stay back, and you can throw me in. And nearly everyone was like, um, "I want to have a map, but I don't want to be first defender." <laughs> and <laughs> and then we, I, th I think we just ignored it at some point, and, and it wasn't it wasn't a topic anymore that came up. And we had so many other things to do. Like buying merchandise and stuff. Um, <laughs> the important stuff. The important stuff. Honestly, it's part of the part of the ritual, right? Nobody gives yeah. a shit until you got merch and a t-shirt. Yes. If you didn't yeah. have it, it just kills team morale. Like it's very, it's actually yeah. more important than people. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at you know, Italy. That like was just awful. blue shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody swapped with them. <laughs> no, no. We get. Oh wow. <laughs> because one of them got a red card. Let's say it. Um. So yeah, the the army composition, how we chose it, actually was more. If I think about it, more and more is player based instead of army based, which I do like, um, especially going into armies like um, Turnit. So Michael Gemiker, our Turnit player, he is just he is a little Turnit. So, and we knew if we're not taking Turnits, we're not taking him. That we we're gonna leave him at home. And then he came up with this crazy mortal wound list. Um, that was the only one at the event, and everyone else had like the normal cracking or whatever was going on. Um, Manuel Bell, um, he he took sisters uh, four weeks before list submission, and he never played sisters, and he's also a veteran, and I taught him sisters uh he he also he he took my army i nearly got it back a hundred percent five percent just landed in brad chester's suitcase because the final game was against our sisters and when he was like uh you're gonna pack up my stuff he just removed some zephyrim <laughs> from the table and just threw them into my bag to oh, be fair bag. he was kind of drunk by that point so a, a little bit so a little bit Sean Anglein is bisschen. So actually Nick Nanavati and I was playing the final game, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so it, was, it was the easier fun. matchup. That's what I, I had the easier one, yeah. <laughs> um that was one of the armies we took for army strength. Because I said, guys, we can't leave Sister to the home. There's no there's no way it is a killer army. 
And there are some armies everyone took, like Sisters and and Craft World or Harlequins. I think still to this point, it's similar. You couldn't do anything wrong taking one of the other. They have uh, different. I, I think in singles there's a quite huge difference, but in teams, absolutely they in, have in teams, completely different much. roles. Yes, like Craft Words can, for example, win against Nits, while Harleys can never do that, in nope. my opinion. Yeah, so it's matchup based and what you expect to play against. Yes, and Harlequins can't win against Death Guard. Like nearly, nearly no chance if you do it correctly. Uh, unless it's Liam. To... Yes, it, it, unless Liam is, unless the Liam is not human with Harlequins. He does things no other person on the planet yes. does, and we don't understand it. It's fine. That, that's that's why he went uh, two weeks ago uh, second place uh, at the Hanseatic Alliance Open where I I judged. Uh, that was in Germany. Um, he went onto the bus eight o'clock in the evening and arrived like six o'clock in the morning, um, bringing thousand sons with demons, smashed everyone crazy. He's, he's quite good at Warhammer. Li Liam is, yeah, he, he is uh, quite decent, yeah. <laughs> but coming, coming back to like your team comp, did you mm. account for table choices or did yes. you do like sample pairings before the submission? So you've paired against some, you know, mock team compositions to actually find out where you, what would be your weak point. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We 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 paired so much. Um, we had like t at least twelve countries prepared, and but I mean like before list submission, not after list submission. Oh no, no, heck no, okay. because we weren't interesting what was going on with other countries. Absolutely sure. not, because. The th the thing is, and I, I think that is not a good thing to do, to watch other countries, because then you start to adapt, which you shouldn't if you are already on a good track. Yeah, but you, you can look at trends, because if something is popular online, you could assume that it will happen to be in some teams, so you could yeah. at least make sure that you have some things that can play into it. That's but did horrible. you did you think that uh, um, <clears throat> John Lennon is bringing the Custodes list? No, obviously not. He didn't know. The list was done. He came from vacation, and they said, "John, here's your list." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's my list." Well, I'm joined to the WCC. Thank you. Um, I, I I anticipated a couple of general armies to be there. We started training with Imperial Knights and Chaos Knights. We just thought there are so many problems and no night list actually, except yours, uh, won against us. I think our both night lists won against you. Yes. But, but we had dedicated but, players for those armies for like two, three months. And no other night list d was a challenge for us because we had no problems playing against knights. I think you guys had that approach, and also US wanted to prey on knights as a like team comp, or like yeah, you at yeah. least anticipated you will have no issues against those. Yes, yes. So we can we can always so knights need a map, right? That's what we thought. If they want oh, to really? have a map, yeah. If they want to have a map, um, we can choose the opponents, which is cool. If they don't want to have a map then we can choose the map where the knight against that army who's taking the specific map is useless. That's 
what our approach was. So if a sisters player chooses his map against knights, knights can't win. There's, there's no way. Knights can't beat certain armies out there. Like, knights shouldn't be able to beat Tau and sisters. And I don't know. I just, uh, I don't want to. Shouldn't. Yeah, they shouldn't. Power is one, but I don't know how. So, yeah, it's that's good at the game. Yeah, we can, we for, can for um, go on for Poland and put them a little bit more higher and higher how good uh, their players nah. performed. <laughs> but it shouldn't be the case that a knight player goes on and beats Tau. No. No. no, hell no. Like, you need basically a lot of luck. And there are yeah. a few other armies that they cannot play. And mm. they require a lot of care during the pairing process. And there shouldn't be an... So we have to make differences here because there shouldn't be an Imperial Knight that wins against Sisters. Yeah, Chaos Knights can easily do that. Yes, but uh, Imperial Knights can't. They, they just Correct. get demolished. Every knight from them gets killed by five repentures, and you can't do anything against it. There's there's nothing you can do. You have no minus one damage in close combat. There's, you just get obliterated. They do with Mortal Wound, uh, with Mormval rerolls, 30 runes or 30 damage on point in an average roll. Five repentures. That's ridiculous. So they just go up to a big knight, boom, dead. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why we didn't take knights, because we thought we can deal with knights. We don't need them. And then after that, we felt quite comfortable with uh, team comp in general, because we always had our, our trump card, our GSC, and our um, craft world. And the rest just went as, as we go. So we, we liked, so if we liked our list, we were happy. And then we just made the adjustments going on, like from zero flies in the Tau uh, list in one boot camp going up to two flies. And then, okay, that's that's way better. That's way better. And you said like 10 games in two boot camps. We sometimes have 10 games a day. Yeah, but I mean for one player. Yeah, for one player. Okay. So... Not having ten games a day, Fred had seven games in one uh, in one day, and we had all in all three boot camps, and we were like average fourteen people every time. Um, so we got us people in that can play specific armies, specific lists, especially for the third boot camp. We invited night players, Necron players. Um, so we have more stuff, as uh, so to say, to um, play against our players. So did you actually find that playing against specific players that probably, for example, were put onto an army that they didn't know actually gave you a bad idea of how you would certain yes. matchup go? Because yes. it was something that we needed to make sure in our team that we do not play too many of those games. Because it can actually be even worse than not playing a specific game. Um, yes. So that's a mistake we definitely made having not the the ultimate player on that list who actually played some stuff wrong. And as you said, it gives you a wrong idea how the list works. And that was bad because then these people started to say, well, I would never 
write this list. I think this list is bad. And we were like, mm, okay, maybe he knows what he's talking about. Let's find out. And then we demolished the list. And I said, yeah, you're right. The list is quite garbage. And that shouldn't happen. Because if you didn't write the list, shut up. Yeah, if for, for anyone listening as well, the reason that that can also hurt is that that goes into your matrices and that becomes bad information in your matrix, which is you, you end up with incorrect pairings. You try, you go for something that you think is a good pairing uh, and it's actually a bad pairing and it just it topples through the rest of your matrix and it can result in you going for options that are just bad for you and that comes yeah. off of the back of bad information going in for your players, yes. which isn't their fault necessarily. To give you a specific example, when we drew against Belgium, we fought against our Tau could play Blood Angels when they choose the table, but it turned out to not be actually true because of the tests we've played. So not only we had our Tau not scoring enough points against Belgium, but also our other armies that were good into Blood Angels not scoring points against Blood Angels. So it adds up, basically. Yeah, you net ended up losing like a game and a half off of a bad matrix sometimes. Of one, it, and it can be one bad estimation. It's like you yeah. choose you choose between two things that you think are you know both going to score you between thirteen and sixteen points, and you end up getting like six out of it. Uh, and you could have had the other option that goes, and then you could have you could get two sixes out of it instead of what could have been two thirteens, two sixteens. It's just mm. it's, it's on a scale where you're talking about 85, 86 points to win a round of WTC. Dropping ten points off of one wrong bit of information is disastrous. That's true. Yeah. So, coming back to Nephilim, and you saying that it changed a lot in which armies were defenders, actually, could you follow up on that? Like, what was exactly, like, the issue? Like, how much did it actually impact you guys? Um, the secondaries. So, we... Um, we... Yeah, okay. Um, we had a Tau player who who was absolutely functioning and destroying everything and had no issues with secondaries. Same goes for our Drakaridist. And then they they couldn't score as they used to score, and they ran into problems uh, which they normally didn't have, like sisters, for example. Sisters were now much stronger against them than they were before because a defender shrine just wasn't a thing. So sisters against Tau didn't have the big secondaries to take against them. What do you want to take against Tau? Um, yeah, sure, you can blow up some tanks or maybe do the um, No Prisoners, aka from their rings, whatever it's called today. And um, that only is the case if he's running a lot of crisis or whatever. Um, and now Sisters player is playing a completely different playstyle, and the Tau player is like, wait, if I choose my map, and they put down sisters and maybe because they're the weaker country um, also put down Tau. Then we have a bad pairing because the sisters player can win the match and the other Tau, if they are the weaker uh, country, to explain that is if you're the weaker country, you want to have mirrors that rely on who's going first to draw out some points. So having Tau against Tau, if... Uh, the one player starts and wins, then you want to have that as the weaker country to get a dice roll on a win because maybe you think you can't win on skill. If that happens, 
you have to change your <laughs> you have to change your army compositions which we did um we had to change the tau list to score points so we had to take more stuff we didn't want to take uh just to do other secondaries same went for uh jukari jukari was superb in like hey my flyers fly over there fly over here i'm doing engage oh flyers don't engage anymore shit um are we going to keep the flyers or not blah 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 so we had to adjust the lists in general and by adjusting the lists we also had to adjust the players who can be defender and in which case can they be but defender. you didn't swap swap armies that much right no we didn't swap the armies that much we swapped the well we swap yes we did we actually we actually did so our space marine player couldn't find a list where he's happy so he switched to death guard our death guard player switched to tau our tau player switched to sisters <laughs> okay yeah, so the armies and, don't change that much, but the player on them does. Yes. And then what yes. the competition of the armies goes out the We way. had a little um, switcheroo, and uh, the Death Guard was, uh, was something new, and it helped a lot. He could take shit matchups and still draw 10 10, and that was superb. Taking the Death Guard was really, really good. Okay. Um, now, coming back from the topic of team combat players preparing and swapping armies, like after the list submission, how how did you decide what games your player players need to play before the event? Like, did you do pairings for that, or did you actually fill in missing matrix entries, um, etc.? Yeah, so every player had to fill out some um, um, axles and uh, to make sure how how they are standing against certain lists. And I think the third boot camp, we especially practiced against matchups we didn't expect. Like so many night lists, we thought, okay, this this isn't going to happen. Like having so many abominants with the tail, and we knew for a fact they can't move over the map. And then that ruling was changed. We were like, okay, well, now we have to deal with it. We weren't sad or anything like that. I don't want to uh, open up a topic uh, which we shouldn't. Uh, just we, we were in a position like okay we have to deal with them now so we practiced a lot against knights to just make sure because so many uh, countries took them we were surprised you took two of them and then took Tukari because they're in your composition they're way more open slots than in ours so we had stuffed armies only missing the knights maybe one and you had double knight and drukari you had many spots open you could you could alternate in in the back and um so we were like we are missing something here we have to practice that so we played a lot of knights we played some a lot of uh, necrons because we wanted to make sure our Drukari list is still built to crush uh, Necrons and uh, Space Marines, which it was designed for. Uh, also, a thousand suns. So our Drukari was designed to, to get these three matchups as soon as possible um, uh, and get his map so he could be a defender and then crush them. And then we were fine. So every list that was specialized against certain lists we wanted to have as a result of the pairing we trained even more we want to make sure that 
we think we are good in this, we want to be even better in this. Because if we don't get that matchup, then we fucked up in pairing. It's, there's nearly no use in practicing a bad matchup. After this submission, you shouldn't anymore. I, I think the only use is actually if you are unsure whether that matchup is that bad as you think. Yes, but but then you just want to find out about yeah. strength. Yes. There's also if you're playing like a dedicated defender list and you you know you're going to be jumping on the tag grenade, it's worth playing the pairing to see if there's ways you can you know mitigate the downside. You know, but that's not playing yes. a bad matchup. That's playing a matchup you're meant to go into and find yes. how you can make it a stronger yeah, you're version. Playing of your, your bad dedicated matchup. matchup, which is actually the same thing that Lim said. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, I just don't want to make to be there, like, you know, you just never play a bad matchup, even if you're expecting to pair into it. Sure. The other, the thing that we found with that was when we did all of our prep um, coming into the event, because we hadn't practiced our good matchups, we always got the low end of our predictions. So if we predicted, you know, this is a game I should always win, I should be getting 13 to 16 points, we'd almost always bring home 12 to 14 rather than getting the 16 to 18 that you really want out of those even mm -hmm. if the predictions only 16 and that cost us a lot of points and a lot of matchups so practicing good matchups is yeah for that reason very beneficial and it's mm -hmm. something that's worth looking into yeah yeah so so um an attacker in football um he he's he's shooting goals he's not standing in the goal yeah that's basically how it is so so you said that you you prepared and played some matchups that you were expecting to play. So how did it translate your preparation to the whole pot phase? Like this was the first year that you actually knew your first three matchups. Yes. And Which how, I hate. How did you... Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that day was a pain in the ass. Like it's, I've it's, never it's felt It's prep so hammer tired. as well. Yeah. Also, it's just prep hammer, uh, which but... is which is not good. How how did you guys prepare? Did you prepare for your pod mostly, or did you had? Well, we had like... we, we played the first day basically on the first day of boot camp. Okay. So wow. we paired and we played them. The next day we played USA and England because we thought we were going to run into one of them. Then we picked out several other lists, um, which we said, hey. I think I don't get this list. Can you please tell me what's going on here and uh, make sure that I'm still comfortable in this matchup? So that's how we approached that. Making sure to get the group phase done. That was really important because after that, cards are shuffled. You don't know what's going to happen next day. So, so you didn't have expectations like what teams you would play? And the... Yes, we did. That's why we... we... <clears throat> we got the estimations, but we basically you can't play against everything, right? So yeah. um, we estimated ten countries that were important to us. So we um, prepared against them in form of uh, we know what the list is doing, but we're not playing the game, and we know how many points we should get. So we got that for every country done for the ten countries. And from that, you can transfer most of them. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, sisters list is a sisters list. There's there's not much going on. Like, everyone is bloody rose. Everyone is having melee. Everyone has a few melters. Maybe not. Um, the only exception to that was Spain. They had Armigas. Cool. Okay. We're going to practice that one. Yeah, we're going to mirror it. Yeah, because they are... Missing a Dogmata, we can do the mirror. We have more obsec, they can kill you. It doesn't matter, it's going to be a draw. So stuff like that. And we wrote that down, have it in our big Excel spreadsheet, 
And while we're pairing, we can say, okay, well, this should be estimated to this, to this, to this, and don't have to do it while we are um, doing the pairing. So we, we got everything done a couple of days before that. So like to finish up, because Ines needs to go, um, there is a, one more question that's more around the whole event. I know you guys were happy getting third. I remember jumping in a circle and drinking with you guys afterwards. Maybe not only because you were third, but also US wasn't on the podium. I think yes. like the whole Europe was happy about it. We talked uh, it, right? We talked during the break. Thank God for smashing US. We would have heard in every podcast for a whole year how good they are. Yeah. So it's, it's a <laughs> Much relief. better this way. It's yes. a relief. Sorry, yeah. Anthony, but it's true. Um, sorry, Anthony. Are we sorry, though? I don't think no, so. No, he was rooting for Australia. No. So. Yeah, how? No. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, sorry, uh, no. so so, what to sum up, what you were unhappy, unhappy about and what would you change for the future? Unhappy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, for, first of all, to not um, stay a, a day longer. That's first of all. Because the event was pretty awesome, like getting to know all these people, like you guys, and um, it, ev like every person who was standing outside having a cigarette or, or getting a drink or whatever, you can go up and say, "Hey, man, let's have a talk," and you just write connect. At these events, you just connect every time. Um, but that is the case for like nearly every uh, event of these. Um, what I disliked was, oh, which I wasn't happy about, the cost of the internet. And some people may, may think that's quite odd. I'll tell you why. There was only one streaming team um, to share part of the event with the whole world which shouldn't be the case for a world championship. Everyone in the world should be able to turn on his television and have awesome people move their freaking plastic models over the table, feeling awesome, and you can root for them. But there was no option, except for a language no one speaks, everyone hates, and from the 2,500 viewers, only two... only. 50 people got at the actual context of the stream. I'm just kidding. I love French Wargaming Studio. They were there. They provided an awesome stream on two tables also. But the internet cost having to that was 1,240 euros just to get the internet. Then you have to pay 400 euros only for the electricity. And I don't blame anyone from the TO. Not Tom Adriani, not Neil Kerr. No one from them. It was the people from the venue. That's what people don't know out there. Tom didn't lay out the internet cable and said, give me money. No, it wasn't for them. It was the venue saying, hey, if you want to have another connection, it's going to be that much. Same with the water. They, they didn't want to open the tab at the event. It's like, what the hell? Okay, we have to get plastic bottles. They, I mean, everyone from us would be happy with tab water, right? I mean, just fill it up. It's so hot. You're going to drink so much. Um, but yeah, that only only 300 people at the event 
had the experience we had made me sad. So I took as much as I could my phone out, went live, ran around everywhere, showing the people what's going on and how awesome this is. And hopefully for next year, we can get some more streams to Australia. I, I'm sure they wanted to see all the games from their team. Like, even in, in Iceland, I, I can imagine yeah, like two penguins previous. and a man. Huh? Australia actually brought the stream team back in 2017 or 18. Yes, yes. You never forget that. But that wasn't in, in, in Belgium. So I talked to Tom Adriani last night, actually, about some stuff going on for the next year. And we are also bringing a stream team. And also England is bringing a stream team. And Poland is bringing a stream team as well, right? Yeah. He told me last night. And then um, all the stream teams can can talk to each other and maybe like exchange information and say hey can can we play over there so our country can blah 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 which i love that now it's at one location but that was actually and the food sorry i hated the food the microwave stuff wasn't for me that was the only two things i disliked at the event everything else was awesome i got two quick ones to round us out then what was your favorite single thing about the event that wasn't related to being a captain, just like the thing you enjoyed the most? That was too fast, even for me, Ines. Okay. What was the single thing you most enjoyed about the event that wasn't like related to your team and being the captain, just being at the event? What was the best part of it for you? Well, can I say um, getting the third place in general? Yeah, that, that's fine. Um, no, what, it's a what shit I think, Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I think the one of the most awesome things was connecting to so many people I I used to don't get me wrong um, look up so like I followed Sean Naden for years I I, I mean I'm watching out of war all the guys um, I heard so much stuff about you two guys for example I was typing with typhus I think since uh 2020 greek hammer and i get the chance to meet these persons even like you um at the at, at the event and connecting a whole world um and experience it myself doesn't matter if i'm the captain or not yeah that was the most awesome thing for Perfect. sure and yeah. the second question i have if you had one line, one bit of advice for a for a, a new captain going next year. What is it? Connect to other captains, and don't take everything so serious. Because ninety nine percent are just awesome, and they're gonna help you. So ask everything you want to ask. If you're a new captain, like I did, it helped a lot, and. Not even one captain in the world let me down, no matter what team. I, I went up really to Sweden. Yeah, you tried, but in the end, we laughed. <laughs> and didn't you smash the one table as well? <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I think I was able to get me one that round, <laughs> maybe two. It was real bad. Um, yeah. All right, Lim. Thank you very much. Do you want to give a short message to your team? 
there is no team anymore. Well, the guys <laughs> no, that were there with you last year. Yes. Um, all of you guys, thank you very much for participating. Thank you for being such an awesome team. Um, thanks for the team building we had. We had lots of fun. I hope most of you can be in the team next year as well. I know Fritz is doing a break because he's getting his second child congratulations now officially on stream for you being a dad for the second time it's really lovely and um hopefully we're gonna have as much fun as we had uh last year or this year this year perfect and is there anything you want to plug for yourself personally socials <sighs> yes so i'm normally not the advertisement guy but i do run a channel with a friend of mine it's called kings of the hill um, we're running on uh, YouTube and we are on Instagram and wherever. And uh, we also have a stream. The stream is uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thursdays on Twitch will be in English because mainly our content is in Germany. Uh, and I would, uh, in German. And, <laughs> and I would Germany. like to add one thing after WTC, like I think it was one or two days afterwards, you had a great stream talking about your whole experience and your games so if anybody is looking for more information from Lim, i i suggest you look yeah. on their youtube channel for that one stream because you could get yeah. even more in-depth look into how they were thinking and how they enjoyed the event last yeah. one what's if people want to get in touch with team germany specifically where do they go um they can go to the team germany discord um they should start on the target priority discord um or they can get in touch um, with uh, per email uh, team.germany.40k at gmail.com. And I'll or, get a link to that. I'll get a link to the email in the description for everybody. Or on okay, Facebook, they can write us a message, Team Germany 40k. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty easy because most of the people know someone from the community and it all leads to one Discord where you just write, hey, I want to be a part of it. It's really easy and it's really transparent. Perfect, Lim. Thank you very much. Tophus, thank you for running the show. It's been very easy to sit here listening to two fantastic people talk. Uh, I am going to bounce, though, so thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Episode 2, Better the Matrix, with Team Germany, uh, Lim, who has been absolutely wonderful and knows how to talk very well without stuttering, which is incredible. Uh, do not get it, but dude is dude's better at English than I am, and that's worrying. Um, Thank you, everybody, for being here. This has been a piece of bonus content. So if you watch this on the Patreon, thank you very much. If you watch this two weeks from now, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to see more and you want to see it earlier, check out patreon.com slash statcheck. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. And we will see you next time. Or I, I hopefully won't, but uh, they will see you next time. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thanks.